0: Well, good morning, everyone. How we doing? We got most people back from uh, Florida sick, <laughs> so they're home. So y'all pray for all the, the sickies. And I got I, I was only down there for a day, and I got it. I don't know whether I got it from uh, Esther came home. She couldn't speak last Saturday night. Uh, and then I think she gave it to me, and my, my throat went away. But it's just a blessing to be in church. Take your Bibles, go to Genesis. Genesis, it's a nice rainy Thanksgiving week. What a blessing. Yeah. <laughs> hey, it rained in Noah's Day, too. We just, <laughs> we just went through that. We can start all over again, but you don't really want to do that. 19, Genesis 19. Genesis 19. We're, we're down toward the end of the chapter, Lord willing. I put on here like I'm going to be able to finish this today. Just 19, just 19, if I can. Man, I'll tell you what, it's just, uh, I like church. Church is good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, let's start in verse 26. Uh, Abraham, Abraham's already prayed to the Lord. Uh, Lord went down and drug a lot out of uh, Sodom, and uh, for some reason uh, he wanted to stay there. He just never let go of the place. Uh, and down in verse nineteen, verse twenty-six, uh, he starts right there and it says, uh, "Actually, actually, actually, actually." Go back to twenty-one. We'll start right there. And he said, "And he said unto him." See, I have accepted thee concerning this thing also. Lot is asking for a little city. Let me go over there. That uh, I will not overthrow this city for the, for the which thou hast spoken. Haste thee, escape thither, for I cannot do anything till thou come thither. Uh, therefore, the name of the city is called Zoar. The sun was risen upon the earth when Lot entered into Zoar. Uh, when the, uh, then the Lord rained upon Sodom and upon Gomorrah, brimstone, uh, brimstone and fire from the Lord out of heaven. And he overthrew those cities uh, and all the plain and all the inhabitants of, of the cities and that which grew upon the ground. But his wife looked back uh, from behind him and she became a pillar of salt. And Abraham got up early in the morning uh, to the place where he stood uh, before the Lord Let's see, and he, and he uh, looked toward Sodom and Gomorrah and toward all the, the land of the plain and beheld and lo, the smoke of the country went up uh, as a smoke of a furnace. And it came to pass when God destroyed the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham and sent Lot out of the midst of, of the overthrow when he overthrew uh, the cities in which Lot uh, dwelt. And Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountains and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zoar, for, and he uh, dwelt in a cave, he and his two daughters. And the firstborn said unto the younger, Our father is old, and there is not a man in the earth uh, to come into us after the manner of all the earth. Come, let us make our father drink wine, and we will lie with, uh, with him that we may perceive, uh, preserve seed of our father. And they made their father drink uh, uh, wine that night, and the, the firstborn went in and laid with her. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's you're talking about perversion. Uh, it's the same th- stuff happening today. And laid with uh, her father, and he perceived not when she laid down, nor uh, when she arose. And it came to pass on the morrow that the firstborn said unto the, uh, the younger, Behold, I lay yesternight uh, with my father. Uh, let us uh, let us make him drink wine this night. Also uh, go thou in and lie with him, uh, that we may perceive seed of our father. And they made their father drink wine that night also, and, and the younger arose and lay with her, lay with him, and, pers- and he perceived not when she lay down, nor when she, ro- she arose. Thus were both the daughters uh, of, the, of Lot with child by their father. And the firstborn bare a son and called his name Moab, uh, the same as the father of the Moabites unto this day. And the younger, she also bare a son and called his name uh, ben Benamai, the same as the father of the children of Ammon, until this day. Father, thank you for your blessings again this morning. Thank you for letting us just come to church on a Sunday morning. What a blessing it is. Lord, I just I, think, I want to thank you most of all for this book. Uh, 6,000 years of history is sitting here in front of us, Lord. Uh, and as we read it, uh, Lord, it's no different back then than it is today. It says, as it was in the days of Lot and as it was in the days of Noah, so shall it be when the Son of Man shall come. Lord, uh, we're, we're rapidly approaching back to the, the exact same uh, scenario. It's probably been that way the whole time. It's just getting more and more uh, prevalent as, as we draw nearer to the day you come back. Lord, uh, help us to see through the word of God that you're, you're warning us, trying to keep us out of trouble. Uh, Lord, showing us the right way, and Lord, help us to see that and follow the ways that you show us out of this book. And we'll praise you and I in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I, I tell you what, I love my Bible. I love it for a lot of reasons. Uh, number one, it'll keep you out of trouble if you read it. Uh, but you can, if you read it and you don't heat it, it's not going to do much for you, but you got to learn how to heat it. Uh, I started reading it back in 1980. And, uh, what I realized is, uh, it's not just reading, it's heating. And when the Lord says something, be sure your sin will find you out. Payday someday. That RG Lee, I read that message last time. Uh, your, your sin will catch up with you eventually. It will catch up with you. Uh, it may not in this lifetime. Uh, Adam, Eve ate ate a piece of fruit, and their sin is still being paid for to this day. Uh, Noah, the people on the other side of Noah, Noah got drunk, uh, caused a problem, and that problem is still with us till this day. These two girls caused a problem that is still here 3,000 years ago, still with us till this day. Uh, Your sin, sin is accumulative, accumulative, it's going to grow and grow and grow, it never stops, A man will not go backwards. Uh, You look at our country, we got a constitution, we started a country in rebellion. We rebelled against England. Uh, People say, oh, well, yeah, but well, we still rebelled. We still rebelled. Uh, We started with rebellion, 13 colonies, and here we are today, uh, a country that's a mess, and people say, well, why are we a mess? Well, we're a mess because Adam and Eve ate a piece of fruit and they sinned, and that sin has been growing for 6,000 years, and here we are. You say, what what do I do about it? Well, you read your Bible and you heed what it says. I like like this book. I like it when he says here, uh, Jude, uh, uh, verse 24 there says, then the Lord reigned upon Sodom and Gomorrah. He said, get him out of there. You know what's sad about Lot? Lot wouldn't leave. You would think think that Lot would just get up and leave. Say, hey man, I'm out of here. I'm gone. Uh, You you stay where you want to stay. And Lot had to be drug out of this place. Uh, the Lord told him to get out of there in verse 18 it says and lot said to them. Oh, not so my lord Oh, no, no, I can't go out there. I can't lot was trying to stay someplace He shouldn't have stayed you would think two angels pop up and tell you to leave you'd leave uh, But we don't do it. We got a Bible People say well, I don't like what you preach. Well, I don't like you not doing what the Bible says I mean, it really gets really basic. I mean sin is sin and it tells you to read the thing. You can't go by what somebody else says. I am so sick here. And people say, well, I heard a preacher on the radio. Say, <laughs> well, let me ask you a question. Did you pick up your Bible and see if it actually said that the way he said it? Did you look at your Bible and tell? Are, are you going by? You know, hey, man, I'll tell you what. When I get to heaven, I, I, think, I tell people this all the time. They look at me like I'm crazy. I'll be able to stand before God. I'm perfect. I can stand before God. He, what's he going to do? Throw me into hell. If, if the worst case scenario could possibly happen, The only thing he could do is throw me into hell. That's it. No more, no less. I'm going, if that's where I'm headed anyways, why not take a chance and try to get out of it? I'm going to say, Lord, look, I got a Bible in my hand, and this is what I thought you told me to do, and that's what I did. I did not listen to preachers. I did not listen to teachers. I did not listen to evangelists. I did not listen to to the Mormons or the Jehovah Witness or the Catholic Church. I listened to a book that it told me the best I could. You said, and I'll give him a verse. You said, did you send me the comforter? And the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom you'll send in your name, he will teach me all things and bring all things to my remembrance whatsoever. You said. So now it falls back onto you to get me into heaven. And I'm gonna trust you, and this is what you show me is to trust a book. Now you said, do you know everything in this book? No, I don't know everything in this book, man. I, I, I plead the fifth. <laughs> I know just enough to get me into trouble when I read this book. Well, what a lot of people do, they pick up the book and then they wonder why their lives fall apart. And they never do put two and two together to get four. That the Lord told you in this book exactly what to do. There's no guarantee. I'm going to preach a message this morning, but here's a little snippet. You got a man named Daniel, who the Lord loved. And then you got Lazarus, which is a, a beggar with sores all over his body. And you fit somewhere between those two people. And if the Lord wanted you to be Lazarus, and Lazarus is what you were, then you did exactly what you're supposed to do, and praise God, He'll say, "Well done, a good faithful servant," and you'll end up. Uh, in His case, He ended up in Abraham's bosom. In our case, absent from the body, present. I may be a Lazarus. <coughs> I may never may, ever make it to Daniel. I, I mean, I never never. <laughs> well, I'm sure I'll never make it to where Daniel was at. Uh, I'll never make it to where Moses is or or any of them other guys. But man, I tell you what. Uh, there is a, a myriad of, of space in between those two people that I could fit in there somewhere. And the Lord says, I'll show you what to do and how to do it if you just get in your book and read it. All you have to do is read this thing and just read this thing. You say, do I need to understand? No, you don't need to understand. You need to read it. Then after a while, what you'll start doing is getting the stories. Here's Lot. He's in a city called Sodom. He's been running around in a city called Sodom. He, got, he agreed. He asked the Lord to give him something. He got it. The Lord rained down on, on that city. He rained down after Lot moved out of that city. He rained down in fire and brimstone. Lot knew it. He knew, what, he knew what sin was. Lot just refused. He refused to do what God said to do. He, he, his wife looked backwards in verse 26. It says, and his wife looked back. She never wanted to leave either. Why, why is it that human nature, you look at the world today, is it, it is today. It's no different than right there. Uh, People today do not want to let go of what is wrong in this world. They feel like they have to have it. Uh, they can't let go of it. I mean, it's, it's almost like it's a glue that sticks to them and they feel like they need it. The best thing you could have is get rid of your TV, get rid of your cell phone if you could, or move far, far away somewhere where you don't have a cell tower within like five inches. Uh, I mean, I just, I watch people all the time. I hate my cell phone. People, there's about one or two people, I love all of y'all, by the way, I really do. But there's like one or two, maybe three people that if they call me right now, I'll pick that phone up just like that. And if you're not one of them, now see some days I'm okay and I'll pick it right up. Uh, Most of the time I won't. There is like one, I will pick it up right now because if I don't, uh, Katie bar the door, I'm in big trouble. I'm in, I don't care where I'm at, if I'm in a hospital and I'm gonna figure out a way to text. I hate texting, but I will figure out a way to text if I can't talk. Uh, because I will get nailed. My wife is the other one. Mike Stahl is a close in there too, man. He's in there, he's right in there with, with my wife. Uh, because I know when he calls, and George, I'll call pick up George. And some of the rest of you, if I see, like my son, I'll, I, he's here, I better tell him. And, 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 and Randy, I'll call if you if you no, see. My mechanic, if my mechanic calls, I'm gonna answer the phone real quick on him because he's gonna try to charge me extra money. But no, I'm telling you, brother, uh, we have way too much technology in our lives. Yeah. And it's, it's consuming, it's, it'll consume you. Look at, uh, Jessie's back here with her cell phone right now. No, no, I'm just joking. <laughs> Look at it. <her. laughs> but it will consume you. And this is where we're at today. We, we should be out, we, witnessing probably is the greatest thing you'll ever be able to do. And that cell phone, well, what it does, is it gets you into yourself, into your mind, so you'll know what to say on a, on a thing to send out to somebody. But when you get in front of somebody, you don't want to say it. I mean, all you have to do is get in front of them and say, hey, man, you know you're lost and you're on your way to hell and you need to get saved. Or listen to the conversation and try to figure a way. There. Lot was so wrapped up into this city, the filth that was going on in this city, he, it was going on in Zoar too. He got over in Zoar and probably figured out, hey, the Lord's getting ready to, dro- he'll destroy this place. If he got the last one, he'll get this one too. And he headed out of Dodge. He's five miles. He can't be five or six miles. He got up into the city before the sun rose up. He's walking. He got up into that mountain, and, and you sit there and look at the thing and say, well, how far away is? was? It's not that far. And his daughter said, oh, well, there's not a man in the earth. They're down in the city. There's, there's several layers of this thing that when you look at it, it applies right to us today. Matthew, Matthew 6, 24. He didn't want to come out of there. Oh, I like this little one, this, this little saying. That's, I've quoted this before, and I like it, but... Uh, Johnny could not hold himself while he was in Sunday school. The uh, Sunday school teacher uh, told a story of Lot's and his wife. A little Sunday. Everybody looks at it like a little Sunday school teacher story. It's really more than that. When she explained the part where Lot's wife looked back and turned into a pillar of salt, John, John, uh, Genesis 19:26, little Johnny couldn't stand it any longer. He interrupted. He said, "Teacher, teacher, teacher!" He expounded with fervor. My mother looked back once and while she was driving, she turned into a fence post. Yeah, that's exactly what happens. We, we sit there and we don't get it. We look at little stories in the Bible like they're little stories. And they're real. a lady actually died right there. She died. She turned into a pillar of salt, like poof, right into a pillar of salt. We think because sin, the, the judgment doesn't happen right now, that it's okay. But at payday someday, it will come. It will come. Uh, you know why I like my Bible? It's because I sit there and read the thing and I realize this flesh, I... I'm always in this thing, and I realize sometimes this flesh starts getting control, and I have to get back control of that thing. And somehow you gotta figure out a way to do it. Why? Because if you don't, the hammer's coming down on me. And I don't know about you, but I just don't like the hammer hitting me. I hate being hit with a hammer. Hammers hurt. If you've never been hit by a hammer, you need to to get hit by one. Lot Lot didn't wanna leave the city. He had to be drugged out of the city. Brother, that's, it's a sad state of affair when we have to be drugged out of the thing that is wrong, that we don't know what wrong is. Why Lot knew, did not understand what right and wrong was, he wasn't in favor with God. He didn't, he didn't have fellowship. Abraham up inside the mountain knew. If Abraham can know, then how come Lot don't know? Lot had the same background Abraham had. He had the same access Abraham had. Matthew 6, 24 says this, No man can serve two masters, for he will either hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. There's where the problem lies. We, there's things of this world we feel like we need or we want, and it gets between us and the Lord. And sometimes you got to stop and say, do I really need that? Uh, I was talking to a preacher friend of mine yesterday, and uh, I'm right in the middle of just about, man. Oh, I'm telling you, I'm so close to getting this house done up there. I can't even tell you how close. Uh, Brother John and Sister Ginger are probably happy that we're just about close. They've been living in, in like, cardboard boxes for the last three months, maybe three and a half. Uh, Bits and pieces here and there, but hopefully we'll get that thing done this week. Enough to where they can move back in and and live, and then we can touch everything up as we go along. But, brother, I'm telling you what, I have a house sitting up there. It's just taking my time, and I don't have the time. I have no time. I'm running out of time. Uh, People say, well, you can live to 80. Yeah, that's true, but I might not live to 70. I might not make it to 66. I am running out of time. I don't have time. I wish I had lots of time. If the Lord said, Mike, you're gonna live to your, I'm glad he don't. But if he did, said you're gonna live to 75, then I would know that I have 11 years left. But he didn't say that. And since he didn't say that, you gotta take every grain, every moment that you have uh, and, and lay it out into eternity. What good is this gonna do me in eternity? Matter of fact, I don't care what good it does me. How am I gonna give him glory in eternity? How is what I'm going to do give him the glory? And we never think that thing, because what Satan has got us worried about is, you got to do this, you got to do this, you got to do this. This COVID thing, I could really care less about it. I I mention it from time to time, like every other sermon. I don't really care. It doesn't matter to me one bit. You know what that is? That's a front. That's a front to get everybody thinking about something else other than God. Can not God take care of us? Yes, he can. Oh, but, but we got dog, dog. Yeah, well, now you got doctors. You're going to say the doctors are going to take care of you. I can take you all through your Old Testament where the Lord sits there and all of you. you. said, you want them instead of me? Did you come to me? Did I give you peace about doing what you... you know what? I'll tell you what to do. I'll tell you to do. Anything you do, you go to buy something, sit down and get on your knees. Say, Lord, do I really need this? Do I really need this? And wait. And if you get total peace about it, do it. It's that simple. If you don't get peace about it, don't do it. We will, I've seen Christians. I, I talk about Christians who claim to be men of God. I won't touch the ladies yet, but I'll just say the men of God. <laughs> and they'll tell me they're getting ready to do something and how God is in it. And you can see it all over their face. He's nowhere near the thing. It's just, it's not there, man. They're, what they want is they want what they're getting ready to get. And they're going to justify it any way they can. That's called flesh. You can't serve God amendment. At that moment right there, you will not listen to the Lord. You won't listen to him. And he could tell you, he could send an angel. I like it. I like over in Luke 16 where uh, the rich man in hell is sitting there going, send somebody back from the dead. If if there was somebody rose from the dead that, no, they won't. If a dead person, if your aunt came back or your uncle came back or your grandpa or grandma came back and stood in front of you right now and you knew they were dead and they told you what to do, chances are people won't do it. Why? Because they're so sold into this world that they won't let go of the thing. Uh, 1 John 2.15 says, love not the world, neither the thing. You know what Lot's problem was? He loved the world. Jesus hadn't said anything new. John hadn't said anything new that wasn't already there. There's nothing new under the sun. Solomon said that. Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man loved the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, is not of the Father, but of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. He said, let, let the world go by. You just gotta let, I tell everybody all the time, I said, if you're going to start this walk, just back away from the whole world, let it go by for about six months. And then if you feel like you need to step back in, step back in and what you'll find out is that the world will move so far past where you're at, if you can wait about five or six months, probably now three months would do it, uh, if you could just wait about six months and let that world go right on by, by the time you get ready to step back in, you're going, I don't want to do that. But you know, if you're in the thing, it just, you kind of flow with it and you don't really realize it. Homosexuality is wrong. Uh, I don't. That's We're right in the middle of this stuff. Uh, bestiality is wrong. Incest is wrong. Uh, there is so much stuff wrong, uh, I mean, and putting up with it is wrong. Uh, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong, it's wrong. You know what they want us to tell? Well, you know, we all have to get along. That's a, that's a ploy of the devil. We don't all have to get along. You, you need to get along with me. I'm going to tell you what right and wrong is, and I don't care whether you like it or not. If not you guys, because you guys are all like saints and got halos on your head, and, and you're all ready to float around like angels, and the only thing y'all are lacking is the wings, but but the world is sitting there. They don't want they don't want you to tell them uh, that what they're doing is wrong. And they're headed right into over the cliff. I got a picture at the house. I mean, it shows this cross across this big chasm, and and everybody just falling off the cliff. And, and it shows down the Gulf of that thing is all hell, <coughs> and and only a few people are going across the cross. It's across cross, a bridge going across. And I'm sitting there going, Lord, and, you know, here's these two little kids over here in a doorway. And they're all going this way, following the cliff. And they're trying to get people in. And it shows every now and then somebody going in. Or it shows one person going in. gives you the illusion that every now and then somebody does go in. But the multitudes are just going over the edge. Why, wow, they want to. It is no, it's no different between that to, and, and Noah's day and Lot's day and today. It's the same thing. Uh, the only thing that we can do is get on who is on the Lord's side. I like the way Joshua said, who is on the Lord's side. Get on the Lord's side, stay on the Lord's side, and just like Dr. Roman always said, 52 cards up, let the cards fall where they may. Uh, I did that 40 years ago, 42 years ago. I still do the same thing, let the cards fall where they may. I'm going to do what I feel like the Lord tells me to people come and say, well, you should do this. If there's one thing I hate is a a non-believer telling me what I should be doing as a believer. I hate that. I probably shouldn't hate stuff, but I really do hate it. I mean, I just cannot stand somebody tell, or somebody who don't read their Bible come up and tell me what I should be doing. Uh, Because I want to sit down and say, are you reading your Bible? How many times a day do you read your Bible? How much do you read your Bible? Let me ask you a quiz about how much you know about your Bible, and then I want you to, just to see if you can tell me that you know what a Christian should do, really. It's amazing how much people know about the Bible when they don't know anything about the Bible. Uh, They listen to Bazooka Joe bubblegum rappers, and they think, or they go to the the Chinese restaurant and look at their little, their, I like fortune cookies too. They taste pretty good. I've never seen a fortune in one yet that meant anything to me, Uh, especially when you're sitting there and and your wife is sitting next to her and what I get so ticked at Beth, she'll break her cookie and throw the cookie away and keep the fortune. I'm like, that's my wife, y'all. That's the, that's your, and hers is the same as mine. That tells me it's just a print. It's a print. Abraham got up early in the morning. He he talked to the Lord. He went down, got down to 10. I mean, that tells you the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. It really does. Uh, Abraham is standing in the plains of Mamre. That's where he was standing. Because it says Abraham got up, verse 27, and got up early in the morning to the place where he stood before the Lord. Uh, When the Lord came to him back in chapter 18, Abraham was sitting in the tent in the cool of the day. And here comes the Lord with two angels. He knew exactly who it was. He got up, made him dinner, and everything else. They got up when it was all said and done after you told Mary or Sarah she's gonna have a baby at 90 years old, which is unbelievable, but she did. Anything is anything too hard for the Lord? Brother, the problem, you know why, you know why people do not do what they should do is because they never really believe that God is who he says he is. I mean, to me, when I read this book, I started reading this book, I, I had to get to a place where I threw everything out and said, I'm just gonna give you the benefit of the doubt on everything. I said, first of all, I don't think there's anybody on this planet that can do anything outside of you anyways. Uh, There are no other gods. The Bible says other gods. Well, they're talking about totem pole gods and all these other gods that can't speak or hear or talk or anything else. I said, but you can really do all that stuff because you're talking to me now. So I know you can really do this stuff. So I'm going to just give you the benefit of the doubt. And I just believe him. I don't have a problem with Sarah having a baby at 90. I have zero problems with that. I don't have a problem with him making a sun, moon, or stars. I have zero problems with that. I have zero problems with Mary having a baby out of wedlock. I have zero problems with it, and I don't even think there's a problem with it because God did it, and can he do anything wrong? Of course he can't do anything wrong. So it has to be right. (laughs) I mean, if you get to the place where everything he does is right, no matter what he does to me is right. And you know, there's days when days just don't go the way you would like them to go. And guess what? He's still right. It's something I needed to learn somewhere that I didn't learn that now I've got to learn. And I wish I'd have learned it when I was younger and I could have dealt with it. I'm just going to look at it and say, Lord, I don't understand why that's happening to me. But I know you know why. And I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to just default back to, you know, everything and I'm going to trust you. And if this is something I need in my life then keep it there. And, and just, if Paul had a thorn in the flesh uh, then I got a thorn. I may have a thorn or two myself. You know, I probably got a bush in me. Uh, and I'm telling you what, the, the further we get away from Adam and Eve, the Garden of Eden, perfection, the worse it's going to get in our lives all the way around. Abraham's standing there and he's looking down there and he, it says in verse 28, he says, and he looked and toward Sodom and Gomorrah, toward the, all the land of the plain and behold, and lo, the smoke of the country went up. That, ought to, that just ought to, your heart all sink right down in your chest at that point. I'm like Jesus Christ. In a sense, I, I mean, it took me a while to figure that thing out, but I'm like him. I don't want to see nobody go to hell. Hell, hell is not a place that you would want anybody to go to. Uh, it, it, if you do, there's something wrong. You know, the, it is the hardest. It's eternity. It's eternity. Uh, our mind is temporal, and anger and bitterness and, and callousness is, is temporal. Uh, once we leave this planet, it don't exist no more. So it really shouldn't exist in our decision on, on things we do for heaven. And if I find out that I dislike somebody, I've got people that I cannot be around and I cannot be around them for reasons. I got people that I don't want around this church. That's, I got reasons for that. Uh, If they would change what they were doing, or if I could change in in my attitude toward what they're doing, I might be able to tolerate them being around here, but I cannot tolerate. It's bad enough that we got to tolerate each other. To let somebody in that goes completely against what the book says, I just can't do that. Because otherwise, they're going to affect other people. Uh, One of these days, I'll die. and y'all can do whatever you want to do at that point. Or, Or you can kick me out of here and do whatever you want to do at that point. But I'm telling you, there's just some people, but I don't hate them. I am very cautious. If I see a wolf coming, you know, wolves look cool, man. You know, bears look cool. I like bears. You ever seen a big old grizzly bear? They just look cool. And they look majestic out there just catching salmon. In the middle of the, the, the river, you know, the salmon jump up and they just, and they eat the salmon. They're just eating salmon. Or they're in a little berry patch eating berries. Go in that berry patch with them and see if they don't eat you too. Have you ever seen a lion? Lions are cool, man. I mean, they're like, there's, a, there's a, oh man. They're, they're just, lions are just, cats are wicked. If you got a cat, I'm sorry. You're deceived. Cats are wicked, man. They got them little slanty eyeball looking things, man. They, uh, I think when we get to heaven, the Lord's going to say they're wicked, man. They, they just are wicked. Dogs, that's why dogs hate them, man. Have you ever noticed how dogs hate cats and cats hate dogs? They hate each other. There's a reason. Dog, God spelled backwards dog. They said dog is man's best friend. In a mirror, you're looking at, uh, you're looking at God. The, the one you look in the mirror, you see a dog. Dogs are just, they're just as lovely as they can be, man. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll sit there and put up with you. They'll, uh, you can kick them. They'll come back. They, they love you. I mean, they, just, they miss you when you're gone. Even if you hate them, they still miss you when you come back. Dogs are cool. Cats are slack, slick, man. You know what a big lion does? He eats you. People, they, they show these shows that are stupid. People are stupid. They're just stupid. Go on a, on a tour through a thing and says, don't roll your window down. So they roll their window down, stick their head out, and the lion eats them. They wonder Why? It's a big line, he's hungry, you stick your head out, you look like dinner. What do you do? Here is Abraham looking out over the thing, man, and he just sees all that stuff, and the furnace comes up. Those people are dead, man, they'll never come back. They'll go to hell, and they'll never come back. He, Abraham did, you know, Paul said uh, he's, he was clean of the blood, free from the blood of, uh, of all men. Paul did what he could. Abraham rescued the captives twice. Uh, he went down there. <laughs> he got Sodom and Gomorrah and, and some other cities. He rescued them. Uh, he he took care of Lot the whole time, and then Lot just decided to go his own way. But uh, once, I mean, one one time actually, Abraham went down and rescued them when they got taken. Uh, he didn't take advantage of them when they were in the lowest estate. As a, as a man of God, he didn't do that. He he gave everything back to him. Said, look, I, I don't want nothing you have, and I, because I don't want you down the road somewhere saying that look, I made Abraham great. And he showed them, he showed them, he showed them what it was to be a man of God. When Melchizedek came up, he gave him a tenth of everything he had. Melchizedek came up and acknowledged Abraham. So Lot and all the kings of Sodom and Gomorrah, they knew exactly what the right thing was, and Abraham did the right thing. Abraham cared. Abraham had compassion. But 2 Corinthians 16, 6, 16, or 6.16 says this, 2 Corinthians 6.16. And what agreement hath the temple of God with idols? That's us. What know you not? Your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, which is in you, which you have God, and you're not your own. You're bought with the price. I'm the temple. He says, for ye are the temple of the living God. As God has said, I will dwell in them and walk in them, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Wherefore, come out from among them, be separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing, and I will receive you. So if we start touching the unclean thing, that's where Lot was. Lot was touching the unclean thing. He was living in the unclean thing. He wouldn't leave the unclean thing when he saw it, that it was unclean. Uh, he, I, I, brother, I was on a ship with a thousand men. You're talking about a wicked place. The whole place was wicked. Uh, we'd pull into ports, and, and places in America and things that we read in America in that day uh, was like reading comic books compared to what they had overseas. The, the over, in Rome. Rome is the, the place of the... Catholic Church, the seat of the Catholic, the church, the church that Jesus Christ started, the, the church that had the first pope named Peter. Well, the first pope may have been Peter, but I seriously doubt it was Simon Peter, the apostle. But, but in any case, when you sit there, you would think that that would be the cleanest place. Italy is the most filthiest country over there. I was over there for three times on two med cruises. It's the filthiest place you've ever seen in your life. <clears throat> it's never clean, trash everywhere. They're broke, they ain't got nothing, but the, the Vatican's got all kinds of stuff. Uh, but you sit there and look at that place, you would think that uh, sin wouldn't be rampant. Sin is rampant. It's rampant in Italy, rampant. Uh, it, it would make what they're doing over here, I mean, look tame compared to what they do over there. Uh, we were warned when we got off the ships over there to stay away from places because of things, transgenders and transvestites was rampant back in the 80s over there. Now the stuff is just getting over here, we're being, being corrupted. Uh, Abraham, he he did everything he could, but it says, "and and will be a father." Back into Second Corinthians six eighteen says, "and will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters," saith the, the Lord Almighty. Abraham, when you look at the contrast between Abraham and Lot, Abraham chose to sit up on top of a mountainside somewhere, away from all that stuff. He was still probably had to deal with it from time to time. He still, but he had most everything he needed up on top of that mountain. He got on that hillside. He got everything he needed. When he needed something, he, he bought it from probably caravans or tra- trains that came through, whatever. Uh, he stayed away from that city the best he could. Lot went right to it. Then his kids get, his wife gets ingrained into that. And then his kids get ingrained into that. And now for him to come out of that, he has to pull everything out and try to get them to move out. You let them go into it. I never let my kids get ingrained in. they, they have to live in this world. I got it. Uh, I try to stay out of their lives as much as I possibly can. I really do. Uh, if they call me and say, hey Dad, can you help me? I go help them in a heartbeat. Have I rejected them? No, I haven't rejected them. I'm trying to let them live their lives. Their way. And if I think they're going the wrong way, I will hit them with a two before. And and they know that. However, common I think if they see me going the wrong way, they would hit me with a two before. And they, you know I know that also, they would, I don't think one of my kids would hesitate and kind of say, hey, dad, I think you're wrong. I think this, 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 and this. I think they would do it graciously. I hope they would. I'll say that here uh, because I do get angry if they try to tell me what to do. And, you know, so I, I, if they do it the right way, I might like a triplicate form, triplicates and, and mail it to me and, and uh, <laughs> send it for a lawyer or something like that. I might take it like a man. I don't know. But, but you sit there and look at it. If you don't live that life, I knew that, I knew that 42 years ago. I sit there before I ever met Beth. I said, I, I need to figure this thing out. Marriages and divorces in the Navy were four out of five, three out of four, four out of five end up in the divorce courts. And I'm like, I don't want that. And if I don't do something, it's going to end up that way. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to figure this thing out. I'm going to figure it out. What is a marriage? A Lord goes, oh, you really want to know? <laughs> Let's take nine years, I'll show you. I, most, I've told people that say, I ain't waiting nine years. I'm like, Go on, man, do whatever you want to do. I said, I, I'm willing to wait. And I waited and waited and waited and waited and waited. And one day, the Lord showed me who I was and what my problem was. And I started to deal with it. And then I could start correcting some of the things that was there. And I could start letting the Bible come in and deal with me some things. And then Beth pops up on the scene. And I still, we're still happily married to this day 32 years later. Five kids, four grandkids, and I'm still happily married. You say, what is it? She'll still follow me just about anywhere I go, uh, except if I go pick up a truck and fly to pick it up. She don't want to do that for some reason. Uh, There's a couple things she won't do that she'll stop her. She won't leave her grandkids. I got that. Uh, If one of her kids is going to have a baby, we will be there. I got that. I got that part. Uh, There is several things that I mean. I, I read her very just, but she would follow me to the ends of the earth. You say that's after 32 years. You say, what was that? I waited the first nine. And then the next, the Lord says, hey, get your life squared away, man. Get your life squared away. Understand that you're following me. Now you say, well, I've done messed up my whole life. No, you haven't. I thought at 22, I messed up my whole life and it was all over 22. That's how stupid 22 year old people are. I was, I was really sure that 40 years, you could not straighten me out in 40 years. That's how bad I thought I was. And he said, no, I can straighten anything out. It's anything too hard for the Lord. You just start believing him. You know where Lot's problem was? He had lost all his faith in God. And Abraham still had all his. And Abraham, if it wasn't for Abraham, Lot, Lot would have lost it. Oh, man, it's 1044. Let me, see, let me see, let me see, let me see. I might be able to do it. Verse 29, and it came to pass when, when God destroyed the, city, uh, of the cities of the plain that God remembered Abraham. Lot did not get out of Sodom because of Lot. Lot got out of Sodom because of Abraham. And sent Lot out of the midst of the overthrow when he overthrew the cities in which Lot dwelt. I will say this. I made me a little big old note here. Lot didn't, uh, the Lord did not override Lot's free will. He just helped him change his location. That's all he did. Lot still went right back to the way he was after the Lord changed his location. If the Lord had changed his free will, Lot wouldn't have done what he did. James 15, six, I like James uh, five sixteen. 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another. That's a hard thing to do. That ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man availeth much. Lord gave me that verse from my dad. And uh, I was sitting there looking at my dad and thinking, there ain't no way, there ain't no way, there ain't no way. You, 30 years you lived like the devil. 30 years you lived like the devil. I'm sitting there looking at him across the table, middle of the night, 1987. I'm like, there ain't no way you could be getting your heart right. There ain't no way you're saved. There ain't no way, man. And the Lord says, how would you let me run you through what he went through and see how you come out? And all of a sudden it dawned on me. I was like, whoa, I haven't done too good up to this point either. I said, uh, and then all of a sudden I realized men are just men. Ladies are ladies. We're just humans. We're humans. And guess what? Each and every one of us have the opportunity to fail. And my dad got into something and went away, and and the Lord says, but Mike, you started praying for your dad out there. First of all, you hated him. I said, I really did. That's how I learned how not to hate people. He said, first you hated him. I said, yeah, I sure did. And he goes, then, after the conversation between me and you for a little while, uh, you came to the realization you still hated him. (laughs) I said, yeah, I did. I said, I told you I hated him, and if you want me to love him, you're going to to show me how to do it. Have you ever talked to God? And really, have you ever stopped and just said, Lord, show me? That's what I did. I said, if you want me to love him, you better show me how to love him because I can't do it. And he showed me how to love him. And I said, well, get out of Dodge. (laughs) So I said, okay, I can do that. I can do that. I can do that. And you're right. He's just human. And then when all that stuff comes up, he says, Mike, because you did that out there. I read, I read in a commentary that one time, and it's probably a true statement, there's a lot of people out there in the limelight and there's people that's under a juniper tree someplace crying out to God and there's people in the limelight that are doing stuff because there's people under the juniper tree or in some cave dwelling somewhere just miserable as anything crying out to God and the Lord's listening to those people and because those people are praying like they're praying there's people that's, that's hurting today that, that you'll, we will never know who they are in a million years. And their prayers are reaching up to heaven and coming in as a sweet smell and savor to God. And other people are out there doing stuff, and when we get to heaven, those people are going to get the rewards. Those people are doing what they're doing because the hand of God's on them because of somebody else doing something. I've heard preacher after preacher after preacher pray and tell me. I was with one preacher. We went down to North Carolina. <coughs> And I drove about seven hours to go down there. And uh, uh, that, uh, that old man was down, the old preacher that was down there at uh, uh, the church in Jacksonville was, was the man that I went to the church to see. And uh, when we got done, uh, the other preacher took me up in the mountains. And there was a place up there where uh, Brother Utley's wife gets up there and prays. And he, show, he took me to that place where she prayed. He goes, Brother, that old lady come up here on the side of the mountain snow, sleet, hell, wind, just rain, I don't care, like a postman. And she would pray. And she would pray, and she would pray, and she would pray, and she would pray. And he goes, if there is one thing I know is that lady is a praying woman. He said, I'd get calls in the morning sometimes, and, and it'd be her. She said, brother, you okay? Something woke me up, and I just had you on my heart, and I just couldn't get you. I've been praying for you for the last two hours. Are you okay? I tell you what, man, that'll, there is people like that all over the place where the Lord puts down on them for some reason to pray, and they pray. Sometimes they don't know what they do. That's what Abraham did for Lot. He, said, he just started praying. Lot, you know, verse 30 says, And Lot went up out of Zoar. <laughs> he got down in Zoar down there. God remembered Abraham and overthrew it and when he overthrew the cities in verse 29 that Lot dwelt. Lot went down up from Zoar. He got down to Zoar and he realized, hey, there's a problem here. I mean, I can't stay in this city. Uh, he probably get it, started getting under some convictions. He probably started seeing exactly the same thing over again. And Lot went up out of Zoar and dwelt in the mountains, uh, and his two daughters with him, for he feared to dwell in Zoar, and he dwelt in the caves, and he and his two daughters. Lot could have easily returned to Abraham. Brethren, don't ever let pride get in the way. Only by pride comes contention. Lot, Abraham done rescued Lot out of a, a, a situation, a bad situation once. He probably rescued him out of Ur of the Chaldees a long time ago when he let him come with him. But he, he, Lot went with him, and the herdsmen fought, and they split up, and Lot chose the city, which was the wrong thing to choose. Uh, ease, ease, I'll tell you what cities provide ease. Uh, I'm an American just like the next one. I like when I want something, I want to get it. Uh, working on this house up here, I'll go to Home Depot or Lowe's to get it. I went the other day to get some outlets, they didn't have any outlets. Brother supply chain stuff is getting crazy. I mean, the simple things of life that you would think everybody would have ease of getting is going away. And if it keeps continuing to go like I think it's going to go, uh, our shelves, I was over uh, in Romania, and uh, I would go down to the the malls and stuff, and the shelves were empty. This was back in the uh, uh, late 90s. Uh, America is starting to get that way right now. They can't keep up, and our government isn't doing anything about it to help do it, and the world's not doing anything about it. The the supply chains are just getting tighter and tighter and tighter, and the stuff is going away. Uh, I'm, I'm like the next person, but America's got too much. We've got way, way too much. And what we do is we depend on what we have too much. And and we get around with what we have. And we like that. We think that's the way it should be. The rest of the world shouldn't be that way, but we we should have it. Brother, that's just selfishness. That's all that is. Uh, Lot Lot was so used to the city that he forgot what it... I loved going out to my uncle's house when I was a kid, Uncle Uncle uh, uh, Jay's. He had 800 acres worth of, of farm out there, corn and cattle, and he had dairy and all that other stuff, and uh, mules. And, and there, was, there was an old black farmer up in the hills there. I mean, this guy was... He had. He still did everything with wagons and stuff. And this was. I mean, this is back in the 70s, 60s and 70s. I loved going out there. Uh, you got back to what life was all about. My grandmother had an outhouse. I mean, she cooked on a on a potbelly stove, a, a regular stove that had four little burners that you pop it up and drop the coal down inside of them and put the little burner plate back on it. And that's how she cooked some of the best meals I ever had was on that thing. We have forgotten, now, man, we got to have gas and electric, man. Got to have a fan. Got to have AC. They didn't have AC back then. You know what you did? I don't know. I guess you went under a shade tree and drank iced tea. I have no idea what you did, how you survived. But they didn't have AC. We have got so much stuff that, and and then we say, Lord, if the Lord came and told you to leave the city right now, would you do it? If he told you to get up and go, well, my kids aren't going to go. doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. What matters is what you're going to do if God tells you to do it. Well, but I've got to, you know, the, sometimes, sometimes we waste a lot of time that the Lord, the Lord can work out just about anything he wants to work out. It just, you've got to let him do it. Lot could have returned to the tents of Abraham. However, it would, it would have uh, messed his pride up. <laughs> he, he wouldn't have been able to do it. His pride got in the way. The prodigal son did better than Lot did. The prodigal son down there eating pig's food, and his daddy had all kinds of stuff. The prodigal son actually took what his daddy gave him and wasted it, and still had enough sense to say, I'll go back and be a servant to my dad. I'll live better there as a servant than I will be down here in a pigsty. You know, what? The, he got humbled. There's a, that's a totally the total difference between Abraham and Lot, or Abraham and Lot and the prodigal son. The prodigal son said, I will go back. You know what he should have done? He should, you wouldn't have had the problem, Moab and Ammon, today if he had done that. But he didn't do it. Abraham would have wholehearted. I think Abraham would have took him back with a heart, no problem at all. Took him right back. said, come on back, Lot, come on back. Now, you say, why are you going through all this? Because we're the exact same way today as they were back then. You know, when you mess up, the best thing you do is get back to God. First, first and then let him work the other stuff out next. <laughs> you don't wanna work out the other stuff next and then try to get back to God. Have you ever tried to get back to God with baggage? That's why, that's why I, I think he made me wait nine years before I met Beth. I got rid of all my baggage. I took a bunch of flights, got on a bunch of trains, got on a bunch of planes, got on a bunch of ships, and lost baggage all over the place. And pretty soon, when I, by the time I met Beth, I had no baggage. Everything was gone. It was accounted for. I got down to the bare minimum. I had a a rack about this big. It's about that deep. And that's what I had. That's what I lived out of. I lived out of that rack. And I had a trailer that I just go home at nighttime and just. Uh, but everything I had was on the ship. Uh, when you get down to something like that, then you build back up from there. Lot, lot could have done it. It's not enough for lot to lose his testimony, his character, his reputation, his home, his house, land, cattle, wife, fellowship with God. He recap. Uh, he uh, reaps a crop of ghastly proportion long after uh, the last dying ember of Solomon has turned to cinder. This is right out of Dr. Roman's commentary. I I like the way it was written. He says, for the only two children he had left, uh, uh, bring him to the grave as a drunkard uh, with grandchildren. It's causing problems to this day. Lot's fellowship with the ungodly and his uh, broad-minded tolerance. That's what's wrong with us. We should not tolerate sin. Sin should never be tolerated. Oh, man, it's time to quit. Sin should never be tolerated. My life or yours should not be tolerated. You say, well, well, okay, sin is sin. Call it for what it is. It is sin, and then fight it. And just keep fighting and keep fighting and keep fighting it. He goes on right here. He says, uh, fellowship with the ungodly and his broad-minded tolerances of other religions. I have no tolerance for other religions and other faith. They say, oh, well, you're just narrow-minded. No, I'm not narrow. Yeah, I am narrow-minded. Finishes him off. His moral standards rub off on his daughters, and in the view of what follows, uh, we would almost justify Lot in in the suggestion he made to the mob on the eve of Sodom's Holocaust. I mean, he said Lot was like, take my two daughters. How did he get to that place? You're around that stuff long enough, and a little leaven, leaven the whole long. Father, thank you for your blessings this morning. Lord, thank you for the teachings all through the Bible.